This is the Cave of Solitude, your pop culture and comic book podcast coming to you from the megacity metropolis of Toronto. I'm your host, Eric Anthony, and this is episode 272, The Batman. It's like we used to. This is how we used to do it. Mm-hmm. We'd go and watch one of these movies, and and we wouldn't say a word to would, each other for the, the whole ride home. Whole ride home, we'd be sitting like, mm-hmm. so how was your week? Because we'd always go on a Friday afternoon, right? Beat the crowd. Yeah. And we would start. You're like, no, no, save it. Just save it. Don't say nothing. And this was the first time in a while that we've been wanting to review like we used to a comic book movie we're going to talk about the batman um your expectations for this movie i didn't have any i didn't even want to watch it (laughs) any any reason like i i know the reason why but like you should maybe elaborate what made you not because this this podcast is built off of the Batcave and Fortress of Solitude like we're Batman Superman fans Mm -hmm. and for you to not want to watch a Batman movie is takes a lot to get there because you're a pretty diehard Batman fan um I think what happened I, I think I was just let down with the latest type of approach with this character I was just disappointed and I was tired of being disappointed so I figured, mm, this isn't going to work. I wasn't uh, I wasn't excited about Robert Pattinson. Patterson? Mm. Pattinson? I think Pattinson, yeah. Pattinson. I wasn't excited about him having anything to do with this project. Because <laughs> I, I just didn't know his... his I, I wasn't feeling it. His acumen? Everything about it, I yeah. just, it was just didn't make sense to me. Yeah. And it turned me off. And I was almost feeling like that's what they were doing, like with the like what they did with the Joker and Suicide Squad. Like they yeah. just made this complete different version of him. <clears throat> that I know, I guess he exists in the comics somewhere, but <coughs> he's not particularly my preference. Yeah. So I thought they were gonna do the same thing. They were gonna take this character but give it a whole other spin that I'm not going to comprehend nor enjoy. Yeah, and I think when these movies are all titled after each other it starts to get confusing of what it is you're supposed to be invested in right because there's this joker movie that is a wonderful film that has just come out but where does that exist in um i feel like that's existing in like the nolan world to me just because of the texture of it yeah you know I i see what you mean i i do i i get you and the like the the city being as much of a character yeah, in, in the in this movie named after the main character, but the city's just as pivotal, of course. Right. I don't know. I just felt like if if you know how they're in the Marvel universe, they're doing this whole timeline, people showing up in other places because now they can. I want I want to get into that. I want to get into that. Okay. Yes, that's a good point. All right. Okay, because stuff like that's starting to happen. Hmm. 
in both universes and I think it's going to potentially they're going to unravel both of them and I know this isn't like I'm not trying to make this big like hyperbolic it's not really important there's real shit going on in the world right now your yeah your movie universes don't matter but I do in a way feel that artistically we are metaphors to what happens around us so you got in the Marvel universe all of these multiverses colliding and collapsing and then in the DC universe that's beginning to happen too I think it's gonna maybe be the undoing of people's love of Marvel and it might be the reason why people like DC in the next couple of years like there'll be yeah, a but shift isn't this what every one isn't this what they always do this epic thing at the very end this merging of everybody yeah. to just blow it up and start over again yeah and i think i think it's going to be the thing that confuses people who like marvel and the people who have been not enjoying dc will make them suddenly interested like it's gonna i don't know fail for one and work for another mm-hmm. but let's get to this movie because i'm going on a tangent about <laughs> everything else so you you've been disappointed like you said yeah do you feel like there's been too much batman stuff as much as you like it can it get like to the point where it's ugh, it doesn't mean as much now like you know what did it for me sorry i asked you a question did it for me gotham the tv, TV show. show yeah i never got into that i tried couldn't get into it i feel like you're a purist me and you are kind of like batman purists he doesn't kill he doesn't kill and his villains don't exist before him they exist because of him that's a feature of the character that's essential and i've watched gotham and it's like the reverse Mm -hmm. um so when something about the purity of the character is taken out of it for me Mm -hmm. i i I, it turns me off it turns me away so for a bit of time i've been tired of batman Mm. haven't even wanted to read it like i'm just tired of it Mm -hmm. and i've missed the character this movie reminded me how much I like the character. So to without burying the lead, we liked the movie. I could say I liked it. I was pleasantly surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, Robert Pattinson as Batman. I think it follows the trend of you never like who's cast as Batman. Not you, generally. Have you ever liked the person who's cast as Batman? I was too young to have an opinion on Michael Keaton. So I'm not going to comment on that. I think I never, I did not like Clooney. No, that wasn't supposed to happen. Neither was, I also took issue with uh, Ben Affleck. I remember I, I've said yeah. this multiple times on yeah, the podcast. Yeah. I, I was n- not Signing happy. a petition! I'm not happy with that. <laughs> and, um... I like people with no face. Like, a face that I didn't really recognize. Like, it was just very... It could work. You know what I I'm saying? I understand. Like, a clean face. I understand. Like, unrecognizable. I don't want to see the actor. I want to see... Bruce. I want to see the Batman when the cow was on. I want to, you know, I felt like. I like Ben Affleck. I didn't like the Batman that they made him play, but 
when I saw him at the very beginning of BVS as Bruce Wayne in Metropolis saving people, I said, that's Batman. Totally. Yeah. Totally. I was totally something like, that is... When I saw that trailer, yeah. and I was like, what? You know you want to hate something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I do. (laughs) Yes, I do. Because that's a lot of what I saw of Daph J watching The Batman with Robert Pattinson directed by Matt Reeves. Because you had no interest to be there, I said, there's points of the movie where I thought, I'm like, oh, that's cool. And then I looked over at my friend, my wife, my Batman, my Batman pal, and I just wanted to see your reaction, and you and I could the look on your face said, "Son of a bitch, that's good." <laughs> you did not want to like it. I could see you squirming and being upset because you were so happy. <laughs> Am I right? I mean, it was a little dark. Yeah, definitely. And that kind of like I felt like. I was reminded of my age. I'm like, is it just me or can I not see? <laughs> yeah, yeah. A little bit. A little bit. I was like, maybe I need a new prescription. <laughs> and I was wearing my glasses. Is this? A, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, Very dark. I was... Yeah. How yeah. do you like that? Um, It definitely lends itself to the atmosphere that you're supposed to feel. Yeah, and but that was a bit like... That was a little much. That was a little much. But um, again... Zero expectations, very curious because people were saying good things. So I was becoming intrigued. By the time I sat there and I could hear the music and things were beginning, I was like, okay, something's different. Mm. I feel something's different. And you've seen me play the Arkham Asylum games. Yeah. That first scene was... I felt like the controller was in my hands. It really... Because he was narrating too, right? Yeah. Which is very comic book-like. Like, mm-hmm. I'm reading Zach's, uh, sorry, Scott Snyder's um, Court of Owls, the omnibus, the volume one omnibus. I read that. Yeah. I read that in Florida. That one was freaky. Yeah. It... I remember it flips upside down in the middle of the book? Yes. That's the one. That is, yeah. So I'm rereading that for the first time. And... The movie starts off kind of the way the dialogue in some of those issues begins, where Batman's talking to you about his city mm-hmm. and what it means and the you know the way it's defined sometimes, and he's kind of questioning where he fits into that and why his legend is the one that matters, mm-hmm. why it needs to be. So it's just having read that today and having seen the movie, I'm seeing where they're now being able to pull things from mm-hmm, because... Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's coinky dink. Not really, because because these stories um, were all written post the Christopher Nolan movies. I, it didn't occur to me that uh, the Dark Knight. No, Night... I'm saying the fact that you picked up the book just now. Yes. After re- I mean, watching that's that's, that's what the I'm coincidence. Saying. I didn't pick. It. I just felt like reading it because mm-hmm. the tone was like this is a dark Batman. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, the the there's ten years worth of pretty epic Batman stories that have been read or written that didn't exist pre Dark Knight. That movie really changed. Batman Begins and Dark Knight were a pivotal moment in the Batman mythology of mm-hmm. where some of the comic book stories would go and how they would even uh, treat the Joker. 
So that's something that I wanted to talk about was when I watched this movie and I left. I don't know about you. And this is this is why I wanted to give it a couple days because I was a little too excited. And I and I was thinking like I think I think that was a perfect Batman movie. And I I didn't think that would be what I would say at the end of this. But I think they got it right. Everything about Batman, I felt like they got it right. And I said, is this the best Batman movie ever? <laughs> and I feel like it might be. But you get so much of this movie does not exist without Christopher Nolan's Batman stuff. It just does not exist. It owes so much to that. You don't get here without what Christopher Nolan did. So we might watch those Nolan movies and appreciate them all of its time. It was good. Like we might start saying that. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. Those movies hold up and they are very important to the Batman mythology. My opinion. Very important. Okay. Do you see what I mean though about what works in this movie? exists because of what Christopher Nolan did. Why don't you elaborate? Okay, so um, the groundedness of the world that he exists in, the the way the scenery is of of what you're showing him do in action, the way the car scene was with in the first Batman begins, how his car functions, his concern is the legacy of like that obsession of Bruce Wayne where he says to Alfred in the first one he goes I don't give a damn about my my last name mm-hmm. I don't care about the foundation that's very much a Christopher Nolan thing because in the books historically Batman did care yep. he, he was concerned about yeah. what his business did and, and how it operated yeah. but this and it's not to say that no writer ever approached that, but just in even the way his armor is, and it, I think it, it translated into the video games. Like that hype of Batman Begins and The Dark Knight made Arkham Asylum and those video games become what they, that sort of grittiness of him fighting a certain way. Like the martial arts is so impactful mm-hmm. where he's using like his wrist, his elbow, whatever he could hit you with became the way Batman fought in real close tightness because of Batman Begins. Do you know what I mean? Hmm. And you don't get that, what you got in this movie. You got the in the club scene where he goes in yeah. and kicks everyone's butt. Yeah. That's Batman yeah. Dark Knight. There's the scene with him and the Riddler where the Riddler's talking to him with his handcuffs and they're going back and forth. Very similar to him and the Joker. You don't get that. Yeah, yeah, okay. Keep going. You Anything know, else? Um, the type of relationship he has with Commissioner Gordon, the trust that they've got, um, the way the cave functions. Like, there, there, there were things in the Batman Begins movies that f- explain how he does it, explain what is, what, where he comes from as his motivation. I have a fear to overcome. And I have to make them be scared of me. That's something, you know, there's a lot of the texture of it that you don't get without Batman Begins or Dark Knight. Like, I've seen this before. There's parts of this movie where I'm like, I've seen this before. It comes from here. The whole Penguin, seeing him walk up to him in that car chase. Mm -hmm. 
that's very much from the ba- Batman Begins scene with the cops or with the Joker. Like, you think? I think very the, all of those moments. They're yeah, very see, much. You know, I, I went into this movie just I wanted to just see it for what it was. I wasn't comparing it to anything. None of that came to mind until you mentioned it. Now I literally the only thing that the only way I was gonna stomach watching this thing was just saying it's just another movie. Yeah, yeah. Don't have any. I did the same, and and that's why like I left with that sort of like that's that's the way you do it, that's it. You know. So, but though, do you what you found though that it was redundant? It's not so much that it's redundant. It's more the this movie showed appreciation for what does work with Batman, and we shouldn't forget. You can't forget, like, even Tim Burton's Batman was very pivotal to the character because from Tim Burton's Batman, you get the animated series. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? Like, you don't get one without the other, and it's kind of the metaphor of the character where if you if you look at his universe the same way you look at the James Bond universe, you had Daniel Craig tell a James Bond story. You had Pierce Brosnan tell a James Bond story of the 90s. You got to look at Batman kind of in the same vein, where every 10 years, someone is going to retell that iconic classic story with these villains that are iconic and classic. And there's a plethora of stories you can get from the Batman well and reinterpret in new ways that are all fresh, but Mm -hmm. all true. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I felt like this movie really paid homage to all of it. Yeah, but just because you have a, a lot of options doesn't mean any one of them can work in telling Batman's story. There's certain, I think, either characters or, or, or story lines that are pivotal to Batman's origin. Like, you can't not tell the fact... You can't tell the story that he's not a detective. Yes. That is him. That has to be in it. Yes. Right? You have to have Alfred. Yes. So that's what I'm saying. Those are pivotal things that should be included in his story. But if you're telling the same story again and again, it kind of becomes like the whole Uncle Ben thing. Right. And that's what this movie did really well, was that it didn't tell you or show you the death of his parents again. It didn't bring you, like, in the BVS... Because right now, if you don't know by now... That's the point. You and, shouldn't be watching. Right. And <laughs> if you've seen Batman Begins, it tells you everything you need to know. This is this guy's been trained. You know, he's specially trained. He's traveled across the world. To Maybe learn. that's why it's the perfect Batman to you. Because he, it, the story's been told. Now we can just focus on this, this yeah. bracket of Batman. What yes. he can do. And I think for Batman fans... It hits certain notes that the other each movie has to skimp on something. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They and and this one because it was a little bit longer because those stories have already been told. Yeah. It didn't have to do those things, right. which I I enjoyed. It's him and uh, I'm already Batman. Mm-hmm. I live in Wayne Tower. He already has a, a relationship with Gordon. Yeah, there's something there. There's a trust built there. The police hate him. But I love that they put that in there. Like a disdain for him. Like they don't He makes them look bad. And he does not like them either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But he's on the scene. 
like he is in the comics like really you're letting him in yeah he's with me he's with yeah me. that's that's a thing right a thing, yeah. did it feel silly for you that he's just walking with gordon in his bat suit being a detective because to me that's batman like yeah, it's ridiculous, but I'm sc- this guy scares the shit out of me. Okay, so this movie, I'm I, I I was scared of Batman for the first time. I was scared. I did. I was, I I was scared. I thought he was like, he's gonna lose it in this movie. <laughs> he's gonna snap. He's gonna do that thing that he said he would never do. He was. I bought I bought Pattinson in, in, behind the cowl. I okay. did. You know what I really liked about this film? I'm calling it a film because it's almost done like in an art house style. There's a lot of choices that are made. Colors, like he, textures. He made me believe that Batman really had no fear of anything. Like nothing. Yeah. Like he's that psychotic. Yeah. That everything but, is a... It's, it's like a... But... With that said, Patterson played it in a way where you knew he was, he almost seemed like the the Batman with the most heart because he was always looking to protect the young, innocent people. Like when he saw someone who he identified with, like a young child, it was so important to him. Well, obviously, like he put on the face at the right time with yeah. the right people. But as scary as he was as Batman, there's a lot of things that that spoilers we're gonna spoil the hell out of this there's a lot of moments where he seems like the most protective like the most i don't know does that make sense just the way that even he dealt with catwoman like as scary as he is and intimidating as he is he also was the one that at the end gave you a sense of security I mean, I'd hope so. He could get the shit out of that guy. Like, like yeah, I'm like, fucking with you. Whatever you want me to do. You're giving me your hand. I'll take it. Yeah. I don't, yeah. It was a bit... I, you know what I especially liked about this movie? Yeah. I liked the segues that they would take. Like, they would just, to me, seamlessly go into another scene. Yeah. And it And it made sense. Like, you know how you always tell me that a perfect album is not just songs all thrown together but like they're you know they're in in a specific order because they're telling a story yeah yeah i felt that that was done so well in this movie i can't, i lost track but every time I'm like oh that one oh that one oh that was perfect like i'd have to watch it again but i agree with you like the way i remember it everything nothing happened it's like where are we now you know how some of the other movies, you, you're kind of, because it's not being told in a linear way, you're, you're going flashing back to a scene and then forward in training. And yeah. yeah. Like, so you, you're doing this jumping around. Yeah, like you're dodging through the movie. Right. Whereas this one is just straight through. Yeah. Yeah. Straight yeah. through. At there, least that's how it felt. It just made it sense while I was watching it. Yeah. And all the relationships are just, and okay, we're jumping around. But the title of the movie, The Batman. And I only say that because this was the... I've never watched a Batman movie where it's all Batman in it. He's Batman almost 90% of the time. Pattinson is on screen. He is Batman. Which is awesome for me. Because all of these superhero movies, 
they always have to take the main superstar actor with the mask off yeah. to always remind you that they're the person in the costume. As though yeah, they showcase the actor. They showcase the actor, showcase the actor yeah. mask off all the time. Even Ben Affleck, they would take him out of the cowl all the time. It's like, we get it. We know who's there. Now, with Batman, you get away with it a bit more because the face, the, the chin is shown. But this one, they really made him... You believe Bruce Wayne is really Batman all the time. Even when he was Bruce Wayne, you could see the Batman in his eyes when he was in a room. And I just appreciated that the fact that you... Like a comic. In the comics, you're with Batman way more often than Bruce. Mm-hmm. The moments he's Bruce are kind of special because you don't always see him like that. Even when he shows up in, in another comic book like when he's in metropolis and you see someone talking to lois is that bruce talking to lois like what's he doing there mm-hmm. why isn't he sleeping <laughs> <laughs> you know Funny. yeah because he's always batman right and this movie he really was always batman he really was how did you feel about his alfred you're a big fan of alfred Andy Serkis playing the character now. We've had I I've always liked who played Alfred. I've never had a problem with an Alfred Alfred casting, and I I personally like this one. How about you? I didn't mind him, not at all. I like him. Yeah, he's a great actor. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's uh, I don't know if I've, I've said it on here, but he's one of those actors that I'm I'm not really I don't follow, but if he's in a movie, I'll watch it. Yeah. There's a couple of actors that I feel that way where like if they're in it, I'm gonna watch it just because I like like Viola Davis is one of those. And I'm interested in how they perform. Totally. Yeah. But it, because I trust their performance. Yeah. And a lot of the things that I feel like that you know, I I'll give it a chance just because of them. I wasn't mad when they showed him in the trailer, so I was like, yeah, fine. I had a hard time with the Pattison. Him, I was like, I'll take it. I, I, and you know the funny thing about the trailer is I couldn't really follow what what's I don't know the what was sto- going on. I didn't know who was who other than I guess that's going to be Jim Gordon. That's definitely Batman. I thought I saw in one of the trailers where get- Batman had a gun and like took a shot. Like I, I think that's what I saw. Yeah. And I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> You're ruining it. You're doing it again. <laughs> You're doing it again. <laughs> Yeah. I'm not watching it. <laughs> it was, yeah. It got me, uh, it got me a little heated when I first. Yeah. yeah, you're right. The trailer told me nothing. The trailer told me nothing. Just that it was black and red. That's all. So there's always that very interesting thing these movies do where they try to put everything into a story. And the more they do that, I find the more it's lacking. So, I don't want to go through all the Batman movies to make my examples, but in this one you've got the Penguin, Catwoman, and the Riddler. And and Carmine. Carmine Falcone, thank you. Major characters. I think it was done very well. The same way Nolan had multiple characters in a very subtle way, I felt that this was done very seamlessly, too, in that aspect. And he used them without making the 
without making any villain the main villain, other than the Riddler, I think the Riddler's the main villain, mm-hmm. right? And Carmine Falcone. Mm-hmm. But he put all of them, the penguin was used in the right way. Yeah. His influence, his... Um, the irritation he causes, the way you feel you can dispose of him, but he never really goes away. All of that is, is there. Mm-hmm. And and it is a thorn in Batman's side. But then with the way Catwoman is used, it's to his advantage, but yet somewhat in his way. Could she be what takes him over the edge emotionally? Like everyone's put in the right spot. And use just right for me. I, I don't know. Did you find that as well? Was it seamless for you? Maybe I'm too high on this movie. I mean, do you hear me sighing? Like, there's <laughs> nothing for me to say. <laughs> like, it was good. Okay, I'll say it. You want me to say it? It was fucking good. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> it made sense. It all worked. Even the banter between him and Catwoman, you know, in the one second she's on his side and the next she'll, like, throw someone out the window and get away. Like, that's... I've seen that. I've read that. It was perfect. Or even when she was, like... <laughs> <laughs> I thought she did there. <laughs> or even that scene where she's, like, you know, kind of flirting with him and then she's, like, you know, I feel like I'm just a piece of meat kind of thing. Yeah. Bait. Yeah. And then, like, you know, he closes in and... You see him being gentle with her, and they're looking in each other's eyes. And in my head, I'm like, this fuck? He's going to yeah. pull a, a Han Solo. Like, I, I know kind of thing. And that's exactly what he did. And, and I knew that. And I appreciated that the Batman I know was presented to me on, on screen. Yeah. Like, I knew he was going to just look at her at her contact lens and see that it was in the right spot. Was... And then turn around and walk away. <laughs> and then her be annoyed by it. Yeah. And, and and them going on and still working together, but fighting fighting at the same time. Like, I, 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 it made sense to me. It was just... The chemistry was great. Perfect chemistry between Catwoman and Pattinson. And even the way it... The send-off after this whole mystery, this murder mystery involving the Riddler and him leading Batman along the way. So reminiscent of Hush. Hush, yeah. Right? Which they blended really well. Almost in a way that was better than the comic. In some ways. You think? In the sense that the comic the comic gets away with that story because it's a comic book. See, I feel like it should get away with it because it came first. No, and it that's that's true. Like I love the Hush story. Yeah. I love the the artwork i love the greatest hits that you get throughout it mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it's like a little um starter kit for a batman yeah, yeah, fan yeah, yeah. that's the really yeah. cool part about it right didn't i speak to dan the deal about the hush yes you did you brought... <laughs> guess who's name dropping <laughs> that's right yeah you did i did yeah you knew your stuff talking mm. to the guy who was the uh, publisher but it, it, it the, but that <laughs> That story is so yeah. good because, like you said, it's such a good intro for anyone to know what they need to know and why these people are important. So, with that said, with that book, right? 
the way that they played the Riddler, because the Riddler's like a become sort of a unknown main character in Hush. Mm-hmm. You don't realize it's a, it's his story in a way because mm-hmm. it's been about this other character mm-hmm. who is tormenting Bruce Wayne slash Batman. He knows something about him that Batman doesn't even realize. So that's incorporated really well. Yeah. Without it having to be, well, that's kind of disappointing. And they didn't, they didn't try to integrate like, we are calling him the Riddler, but his real identity is Tommy Elliot, who is, for comic book fans, they know what I'm talking right. about. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. They just said he's the Riddler. I did see Tommy Elliot's uh, name in the paper. Yeah, the Elliot name was there, and then they do like this hush thing mm-hmm. across the screen. Mm-hmm. So all these little nods for the mm-hmm. fans who've mm-hmm. read the books. Yeah. What other books did you see reference or reminiscent of from things that you've read? Because you've read a lot of classic Batman stuff. Yeah, but you also know I have the worst memory. Or I confuse my story. That's okay. That's why I'm here to correct you in real time (laughs) and embarrass you in front of people. Um, Trying to think, trying to think, trying to think. Long Halloween. Definitely. Definitely. There's a lot of that incorporated in Batman Begins, Mm -hmm. but more in this, for sure, on the nose. And done really well. And yeah. it's, yeah, done really well. And some of the stuff that are, are kind of predictable, like, I wonder if they're going to do that now. I whispered a couple times to you. <laughs> and you're like, good call. <laughs> but it's, it's done in ways where it's like, yes, like that little reference to the people who know what that moment was in year one. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I saw Long Halloween, especially in the beginning, they have the, the first crime takes place on Halloween. Mm-hmm. It's like the holiday killer. The the Riddler is kind of like, is he the holiday killer? You're thinking to yourself. The video game, a lot of influence from the video game, I found. Which is in itself a really cool Batman story. But there's a lot of video game influence from the Arkham series. Mm-hmm. For sure. Which I like that they did. I remember you used to play that a lot. It was and so And I'd come good. home like, and tell you to not start playing because I was reading the story. <laughs> it was like it was like my movie. Yeah. It was good. Yeah, you did get invested in it. There was those, there was those levels. There was that level, though, where they... Scarecrow. He, he, no, I couldn't, I couldn't watch it. It was freaking me out. I got like scared his, for the yeah, Batman. <laughs> it did feel like a nightmare playing right. it. Yo, when he first shows up, though. When he first shows up, though. <laughs> Eric. How long was he walking for? I how know. how long was this hallway? <laughs> but it's like, are you gonna rescue the guy who's in trouble? And I was like, yo, but the longer they made it, it just it just made me. Yeah, more... you you actually said to me like, Eric, I'm scared. <laughs> and I said, what are you scared of? It's Batman. Yeah, I didn't think I'd find him intimidating, Robert Pattinson. I'm, I and I was. That's what you need, though. You need to be. You need a guy that people won't, wouldn't buy. Yeah. That's the key to casting Batman. Yes, I agree. I'll eat my words. Right? He I've, did all right. He did. He did. didn't care for his hair as Bruce Wayne, that emo hair. That was, that was. I mean, if I can give it a, a yeah. I was kind of over it and with, the, with the dark, with the makeup and the smudge. I'm like, can you just, can you take a shower now? Like, <laughs> can you just clean up, spruce up? But, you know, that was always a thing that... 
they would um it was like a little cheat that they would put in the movies where the mask they'd always have makeup underneath but then they would make it seem like he wasn't wearing makeup mm-hmm. whereas in this one they embraced it i get it i like I just, that yeah it was just you look dirty go clean up yeah is my, is my thing yeah that's all and and i like that i think he said like take a shower yeah Alfred says like clean up yeah I no, like... it's, I, I appreciate the realism yeah, yeah. that they gave me, but after a while, I don't need to see it again and again. Like, I get it. I get what you're doing here. I get the effect. Um, books. I was thinking more books that we could uh, even recommend for people who like the movie. Like, I, I have a list. But That's I... more you, then. Go. <sighs> so we said Long Halloween. Yeah. Right? Hush. Yeah. Um... there's a book called year zero it's a riddler centric story where he actually makes gotham city shut down so a lot of people were watching this movie and i think there's the references to the no man's land where there's an earthquake that makes like gotham i was reading that you were reading yeah (laughs) (laughs) you're notorious read everything Finished none. <laughs> I've read that, read that, read that. What'd you think? Never finished it. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm actually getting... I'm on chapter 8 of 1984. <laughs> That's so funny. I'm just looking in my notes because I have a new this new phone. I'm like, where is that? Where did I put that? Okay. Year zero, uh, zero year, which was in the same timeline as the Scott Snyder stuff with the quarter owls. But it goes back to Batman's first year, kind of like in the very beginning of him learning to be Batman or, or kind of making a first appearance in the city. And the Riddler just torments him and puts Gotham City through the ringer to the point where it becomes like this martial law, no man's land. None of the power grid is working. So he's literally controlling this. And, and it kind of happens in this one where he floods the city to the point where they got to rebuild and figure out how to start over again so this is no man's land you think they kind of made a whole a whole thing like that i think it's a, a reference to no man's land but also to zero year because it's such a riddler centric story where where they made him like wow i never thought the riddler was such a like you know he's smart you know that he can cause trouble but in this case, it was he was like a terrorist. Yo, in this movie, these writers, mm-hmm. something's wrong with them. The things that they came up with. Right. Either they read something, heard something, or they know something we don't. There is some shady shit in this movie where I was like, these writers are on something. They're either smoking something that's <laughs> come up with this stuff. Some sick stuff. So I think we're getting into territory with Batman where it's not kids' movies anymore. Nuh-uh. Nuh-uh. Like, when people would say, oh, I can't take him to watch that. It's He's not old enough yet. I'm like, relax. It's Batman. I watched Batman when I was five. It was fine. This, I wouldn't be able to handle this it. This is very adult. Very. Some of those torture mechanisms, man. I'm like, and... how do people come up with this stuff? Right? <laughs> and I'm like, nope, nope, can't do it. And you know what's crazy is I think... There's a lot more reality to these torture. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like they, I don't think like either they're sick in the head or they know they they must have read. I mean, where do they get their ideas from? You know. Yeah. Ugh. 
Crazy. Crazy. Psycho. Riddler. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was right. <sighs> it, and and instead of him being that guy in that jumpsuit with the question marks all over him, he really was kind of like a one of those online extremists, a terrorist. Like they made they modernized them in a way that I would love make how sense. he wore his glasses over his whole getup. Like he still had to wear the prescription glasses. And that was a very Riddler thing. <laughs> totally. Yeah. But that's what I mean. Like yeah, yeah. subtleties, things that True. Like it just works because it's supposed to. Yeah. You know? But when you see it done so well, like respectably, you you I like I appreciate it as a fan. And he did so much performance with his face all covered up, but you really felt it. You really believed it, and it couldn't have been performed by anybody else. Like, that actor really was key to that performance, even though he was covered. Even when he wasn't. I still bought his psycho. That's what I mean. That when that when you see him at the end, without the whole getup, mm-hmm. you realize how much of that guy is the right person in that suit. Everything about how he's cast is, and he looks like the Riddler. Like you buy it. What did you think of Colin Farrell as the Penguin? That was... I did not see I forgot who, I, who it was him. When I was watching, I was, who plays this guy again? Who's, who's supposed to be him? Who's you? Who's, who's is you? Who's this? <laughs> I could not. Yeah. I, Jared Leto is one. He's another one. I don't watch anything because he's just so good. I don't see him. Did you like the Jared Leto Joker? No. But would you watch a Jared Leto Joker movie? Because it is Jared Leto? I, I did. Mm. I hated it. But I don't see him. I see who he's telling me who he is. You know what I mean? Get he's a you. good actor. Yeah. And I did not see Farrell in that. Nuh-uh. I, I had, throughout the whole movie, I was racking my brain like, who is this again? Yeah. It, it, I kept telling myself, well, as he came on the screen, I'm like, that's Colin Farrell. That is Colin Farrell. I do not... I'm How? looking. I was, I was like, <laughs> with my eyes, I was... Checking all of the features of his face to find him. Either the makeup was really good, but the performance was well done. And so it was... So nice. Nicely done. Yeah. It was the Penguin, man. Totally. And it didn't have to be the... <laughs> disfigured... <laughs> I mean, it was kind of cool that they made him disfigured in the Batman Returns. It was a cool thing to like, okay, here's how you can, at that time, work with the look... But I prefer the awkward-looking gangster. It just seemed more, like, real. Like, yeah. Like, this could happen. Like, these people could exist. Yeah. And because of that, we need a Batman. Batman. <laughs> Where are you? Are you in training? Are you in Tibet? Are you working on it? Because if these people are real, yeah, we need someone on the rooftops. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was... It, it, Again, the subtleties of this thing. Like, yeah. remember, he's bound at his wrists and his feet, yeah, at his ankles. Yes. And when they leave him, he does. A he little, does a little waddle. It's like you know what? <laughs> I Can saw. You s- I, I like. I think I threw my hands up in the air. I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cucked. <laughs> like but- they were just hitting it. <laughs> things, things like that. That's what I appreciate. Yeah. Batmobile. Batmobile's a character. Which is your favorite Batmobile? My favorite Batmobile is that one. The 89. That's 
the one. Yeah, it's iconic. It's it's the Batmobile. That's my bat. It's right there. Yeah, I'm staring at it. It's still in the. <laughs> yeah, in the it, case. It, yeah, in its case. I think everyone can agree that that's pretty awesome. It's the most unreal, like the most unrealistic. I feel like it, when I open up a comic book, that's what I'll see. Right. Something like that. Right. I I completely understand what you mean. The um, the time in the seventies though, where he kind of had some muscle car sort mm-hmm. of Batmobiles. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The one that always goes to the Jay and Silent Bob's thing. That one. No, not that. That not the sixty six one. What did you say? The ones in the comic books, like they were designed kind of like muscle cars of the time. Oh yeah, okay. And I like that this one did muscle car Batmobile. You haven't seen it yet. It didn't have like you know the wings to kind of make it to insinuate bat like but the it did have a reminiscence of some art of batmobiles i'm gonna tell it. you i don't remember what the batmobile looks like right now yeah <laughs> you look upset about it Cause you I, crushed your arms <laughs> yeah i'm wearing this blazer i came correct and i can't think about what this what does it look like i don't remember the new one for the, the new, movie. new one you don't really see it see it yeah he kind of just it's just a muscle car. I, I can't even tell you if it's a Challenger or if it's a, it a, a Charger. <laughs> I think so. It's an American muscle car. But he's put like an engine at the back. Like he's built this separate chassis to power this thing. But I like it. I like that it's very, I don't know, tangible and Seems not like so... Seems like something he would have access to making himself. Like I would, uh, this whole thing gave me Batman fever. And I ended up watching Begins again. And I'm seeing all the toys that Bruce yeah. Wayne has to his at, his at his access. Yeah. And I'm thinking, how convenient. Th- done well. Yeah. But convenient. Yeah. To have all these materials and, and, and whatever to his disposal. Whereas, mm-hmm. I suppose with this... Batmobile. It just seems like he just took a car and just did what he needed to do so they can let him do what he needs to do. That's yeah. all. Yeah. I need to get a job. It wasn't done. a tank. Yeah. It didn't have I do special like... like I don't know. I don't know. What did it, it just had like a NAS. This was the thing is that the the scene that chase scene was so frenetic that I'd have to watch it again to to get more detail. I'm just talking off of like a first time roller coaster experience and trying to collect everything that I remembered of it because there's so much that I liked. Is that why this conversation has gone in every which way direction? <laughs> yeah, because it's a, it's a general. I'm not. I don't want to go through every spot of the movie and this point and that plot point and this plot point. It was good, and for people who like Batman or people who who watch this movie and think, have you seen? Have you, has anyone told you that they didn't like it? No. Um. Sam Noir said he found it kind of silly. To see Batman going into crime scenes with Commissioner Gordon dressed up like that. Is that why you asked me that question? Yeah. 
I don't know. That's what I remember him doing in the an, in, in the uh, the animated series. Yeah. I feel like yeah, that's that's what he does. I he's just felt to be there first. Yeah, I just felt this. Everything that I was seeing was or very... or you're supposed to see his intimidation to the uh, with the police or we. It explains that relationship. I think it it adds to the story. Yeah. Him being with Gotham PD, like. And even there's, when there's even some, when he was in there's the history there. Yeah. Yeah. There's this tension of a relationship. And, he, and you want to know why? Because he knows some of you fucks. Like, he knows some yeah, of you are yeah. dirty. Yeah. That's why he's looking at you sideways, okay, yeah. bitch? Like, back <laughs> up. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I disagree a little bit with Sam. I like him a lot. But I don't know. I feel like that kind of tells... it, And and it, it, it also told me... Like, there was a moment where I'm like, how is everybody telling him these things and no notes? Like, is he recording it? Is he, like, how is he taking in all this information? And the fact that then it's explaining, like, his yeah. whole contact lens. Like, he's yeah. looking at facial recognition and looking at evidence. And it's all being put into his, like... He plays it back. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this is how he's doing... Thank you for the, the background information. Yeah. You're letting... You, you know, it's explained to you. In a, and that's where I think a lot of the Batman movies get away from themselves is that they established this thing that... Like, I don't want to see bat skates. That doesn't impress me. No. That's just ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> but if you put me into, like, the explain the bat computer, like, it's telling me and it's running diagnostics and it's making a... This one really focused on the... Yeah, it really focused on the detective yeah. of it. Yeah. And the it's kind of like the way the Daredevil was. Where when he got into fights and things happened, even though he has bulletproof armor, clearly, after a while he he's he's tight like he's done. Did you notice? Yes, I did. Okay. And it just it again. I don't know what you're gonna say yeah. to me. It just it made sense. Oh my God, that's why. That's why he doesn't stop. Yeah. Crackhead. So so, <laughs> so so let's get let's. We're jumping around here at different points of the movie talking about highlights. So if you feel like, what are you talking about? You're going here, you're going there. So there's a moment in the movie at the climax, if you will, where, as always, the hero should be down and out, right? He's either hanging off a ledge. I mean, he should have chipped a tooth or two. There's a couple of times where I'm like, you should have a little scratch by the chin. I mean, that's the only part of your body that we can see. You should have a little... There's got to be a little... Exactly. (laughs) So we're at a point now where he's incapacitated and le- like you believe it, legitimately so. You would you accept the fact that this might be a loss for him. He might be on the verge of failing and you'll understand why. You've earned this moment. And in the last ditch effort to re-energize himself, he goes into his utility belt with a one-shot antidote. I think it must have been like adrenaline or something. Yeah. And he and he hits himself with it, mm-hmm. and brings himself back, which I feel is a great nod, and I hope they explore it in the next movie to Venom. Mm. He gets addicted to it, to the point where he starts losing control and losing his logic, mm-hmm. and the story of Venom is him having to detox for like a month. He grows out a beard, and he's just trying to get it out of his system like a heroin addict and the venom that he uses to give himself that little bit more 
because wherever he feels he can't, if he can't rescue the kid or make that jump or do that thing, he hits himself with the venom and he does that thing to, to do the right thing. But he slowly loses himself because Yeah, but of that's him. you assuming it's venom. I'm thinking it's just a hit of adrenaline. Some <clears throat> type of But if you if you know if you know the character and where that goes, that goes to Bane. That venom, right? I get that. What so makes I, you think they're going to go to Bane next? Are they even making a sequel? Do we know anything? Yeah, they, there's a Joker feature in it. Spoilers? Spoilers. You don't see him. You hear him. And it isn't... I thought it was... Is it Dave Franco? Is that his name? James Franco's brother? I don't know if it's Dave. Maybe it is. I feel like it's not. I thought it was James Franco's brother. But yeah, it isn't. It, it's not? It's not. It's oh. been confirmed... Um, my pal from work, Paulie, I, I said, no, it's this guy. I'm, I'm telling you, if you listen to his voice, it's this guy. I was so sure, yeah, certain. Yeah, yeah. He says, no, let me show you. And he sent it. He sent me a, the picture. Uh, let me just pull it up for you. Um, Let's see. This is the actor. I don't know his name. He didn't send me the name. He just sent me the picture of the guy. I like it. Yeah. I like it. I'm not going to spoil who it is. Yo, I, don't know who it is. I like it. Yeah. When I saw, when I thought it was the Franco, I, I thought it was it was obvious. Yes. But the right choice, maybe because it could work. Mm -hmm. The face, the everything. This I like. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know anything about him. Who yeah. is this cat? I, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I like the face. <laughs> You're excited. It's exciting because they they didn't they didn't make it that it's going to be a Joker movie next. It, it could be anybody. That's the cool part. It that is what's cool about Look it. Look at how they started this one. The Riddler. Yeah. I and like, they had a bunch of people in there too. I like that they, they introduced Catwoman into his life from the beginning to serve as a distraction. To serve as a thing that grounds him. To give him something to, to feel. Because you know how many comic book covers I thought I watched, I saw in this movie? I know, right? <sighs> I was like, oh, <laughs> when I saw him in Catwoman. I know, right? I was like, yo, are they doing this again? Yeah. What is it about that relationship that just keeps you wanting to watch it, even though you know you feel it's doomed to fail? You can't help but root for it or feel that it's perfect. No pun intended. Because if anyone's going to make it work, it... You would hope, right? Like, that's the one thing I liked about The Dark Knight Rises, that ending. In that universe, I'm like, good. Like, mm -hmm. good. Good for him. Mm -hmm. Everyone, mm -hmm. like in The Godfather, say, tutto posto, right? Everything's good. <laughs> Everything in the family's okay. Um, but yeah, Zoe Kravitz. I felt like she really captured the essence of Selena Kyle and Catwoman quite well. And again... That's a character. I liked Anne Hathaway's Catwoman. I liked um, Michelle Pfeiffer was really good as Catwoman. But Zoe Kravitz. Yeah, man. Kudos to that girl because she totally made her version of Catwoman and it worked. It's pretty definitive. Yeah. They've, they've done a very good job of doing definitive roles for these characters that a lot of people see only one person. Like Adam West is the only Batman mm -hmm, for mm -hmm, some people. Oh, mm -hmm. Michael Keaton. Like... For us who've watched them all and have been attached to all of them, for me, Kevin Conroy is Batman in my head, right? 
but he did a good job. They both had really good chemistry together. Mm-hmm. And I thought maybe she was too petite, but that's what makes her work. That way that she moves is very cat-like. She can get in and out of places um, covertly. It makes sense. I liked her simple little scully. Yeah. Again, subtle. This subtle. movie was subtle. Subtle. But it said everything. Yeah. I think that's the way you can get a, you can really get away with that with Batman. You don't... Because I think if you don't, you get Batman forever. That like it get it can get cheesy. You can get it can, it can get very cheesy. campy, and yeah. then uh, and then you lose all credibility. Yeah. Um. Earth One. Do you remember Batman Earth One? Where Alfred is was from the army, or he like had training or something. Yeah, like he had, he was the part of the security detail. Yeah. I think that's where this. And he had a cane. Yeah, this Alfred I think is. That Alfred. That relationship between them is a little bit more get yourself into shape, shape up. Mm-hmm. And he's a little more resistant to Alfred. But then, of course, there's that beautiful moment where they are accepting of each other as family. I can't handle it. <laughs> that... I don't like when Alfred and Bruce get into it. It breaks my heart. That, like, it, it never bodes well with me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like them fighting. I don't like them not being on this. I don't like Alfred feeling hurt or feeling like he disappointed Bruce. And vice versa. I don't like them feeling like they hurt each other. It's a, it's a hard thing for me to watch. <laughs> you're, you, yeah, uh-huh, I see it. Because you're, you, um... But, but... That's what makes their relationship so beautiful because they can only them two can really tell each other the truth and they know their intent behind. You know what's messed up is that as much as you like the character of Batman, Bruce Wayne, you are you also relate to him because you always have Alfreds as your friends. All your friends are Alfreds. What? You 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 have close relationships with like grandpa like mentors older like your dad you know my stepdad your your boss they're all kind of like those guy and some of them you fight with some of them have all the answers some of them you have questions for and you 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 enjoy the it's that same relationship that batman has with alfred it's this older person who isn't controlling their life but they mean everything to them in their life yeah i just like it it's it's kind of i like it's, it it's sweet yeah it is a... and i think too because they're two males because i think a lot of the times like that's never really explored it's always females being so emotional or guarded or whatever but i feel like these two like there is such a a fondness yeah um for each other that is shared with the audience, whether through the pages of a comic book, film, I don't know, the bond between them two, I've always, I've always liked. Or even just how snarky sometimes Alfred could be, like even in the animated series, <laughs> just be so, he'd have a little wit, yeah. that Alfred. He just, I always liked him. He wasn't really scared of Master Bruce. Uh-uh. Like, I'm not, I know your shit. <laughs> I've always liked that about them. Okay, if that's what you say. Mm-hmm. Like, 
sure, don't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that it's it's the uh, I think currently in the comics I, I haven't read much modern comics up to a certain point, so I don't know what's going on with Batman, but I think uh, Alfred is dead in the comics, so I don't know if I want to read those. It just doesn't seem right to me. I think they killed him off, which. You always wonder what he would be like without him, but it's it's almost more important for Batman to have Alfred than Robin, as weird as that is. Do you know what I mean? I feel like there's certain characters, uh, and that's why I think Alfred is a staple in Batman's whole thing. Yeah. Because you'll that's how you'll understand Batman. You have to have Alfred there. He's like the po- like the pre-Batman. You understand Bruce and you understand Batman. Yeah. Whereas the Robins are like post, you know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know what I'm saying. No, I get what you mean. And I, and I like how even, uh, I was just reading a story where Bruce Wayne's connection to Batman comes from Alfred's connection to Batman. That's how he always plays it. He's like, Alfred knows the Batman. Mm -hmm. Like, that's how I can get in touch with him. Because he's... Alfred's like Batman's token. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, it keeps... and, and, And I really like that in this movie. He... What humanizes him and what gives him a heart is him realizing how much Alfred means when his life is in jeopardy when when someone innocent is going to be hurt on in place of Bruce what's intended for Bruce someone else is going to take the hit for it and that's what mm-hmm. brings out that that um, warmth in him that seems to be completely gone yeah it was it was uh, what did you think of the dialogue him talking to you did you like that or did you feel it's kind of too rorschach um i um, there was parts in the movie where i could have done without Mm. and other times i'm like i okay sure if you want to give me a pan in the city okay yeah give me something to something to do mm-hmm. <laughs> i could have done without it it didn't have to happen but when it happened meh okay yeah i, I... to be honest though i this movie i feel like i've seen it so long ago i don't remember what he was saying yeah it didn't really sit with me but i don't know if maybe i was just distracted too there's so much to take in while everything's happening, right? You you hear this character talking to you and you're wondering, is that is that the Batman? Is that the Riddler? Who am I listening to at this moment in time? What does this mean? And then you're taking in the, the cityscapes because it, it, Gotham City is very much a character mm-hmm. in any Batman story. You always are interested in seeing how they designed it, how it functions. What did you think of Wayne Manor? I like that he's in Wayne Tower. I like that he's living in the building. I don't know why. Because he's not in the mansion, right? He's living in, in Wayne Tower. And he's parked under underground. That's where his cave is. So that whole thing up there is this very gaudy 
penthouse. Yeah, I don't like it. But that's what's I like that it's it's not Bruce Wayne. I kind of like that. I did not like it. Maybe it's meant for you like, to. Feel... Why do you look like you're in this like? Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Pretentious. I don't know, just it was just like why, why? What year is this? Right, right, right. How, how do you live here? You don't you you're <laughs> you don't have a party. You don't have a switch. Turn on the light. Like why does everything looks so pointy? <laughs> but um, it's it's that gothic like, motif, yeah, right? But of, like this of... is that this is where you reside. You're ha- like Alfred is doing a crossword puzzle. You can't give him a lamp. You can't throw in a little throw. <laughs> like where he's trying I? to help you decipher. <laughs> so, it just didn't seem. I didn't like it. But has there ever been? Um, I guess the Ben Affleck pad was kind of fresh. I like the the Christian Bale's. I liked his house. Yeah. Yeah. He had a dining room. Yeah. And yeah. a and a, and a, and like a hallway and steps. A bedroom. So it this, looked like it, it as as so this one as like ridiculous the ca- of a house as ridiculous of a house it is. It still looked lived in. Whereas right. this looked like some kind of I don't know what is it when they used to fight back then? Medieval castle. Yeah, like wait, like why? Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Like, yeah. don't wonder you look like that. Right. Go out and get some sun. Yeah, he's pasty. He's so pasty, bud. <laughs> that's what that's what I saw it. When they said it was gonna be him, I'm like the guy from Twilight, <laughs> and those red lips with it's that kinda, hair. It it kind of works though at a person who played a vampire, would play Batman. All right. Does everything have to be just right with this movie? No. Enough. No, That's he's enough. too pasty. He's too pasty. I did not like the emo hair, at all. That bothered me. Um, but those are quibbles. Trying to think of um... this whole conversation is a quibble. <laughs> <laughs> is anyone even listening? <laughs> That's what I'm gonna call this episode. This whole conversation is a quibble. <laughs> All right, I think we know that we like the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What would you What would you give it out of ten? If I'm being petty. Yeah course well how else how else do we want you other than petty if i'm being petty you know i'll give it a 8.75 wow give it a nine it's i'd have to rewatch it i totally have to rewatch it to really take in everything because i I still think there's things out like carmen falcone what did you think of john totoro i thought he was he was just right man I'm happy that Batman Begins had Carmen Falcone in it. Mm-hmm. Like, they went that direction. That's the thing. <coughs> Excuse me. That movie made choices of where they would take the Batman character and what they would include in it. That this movie, um, it's been established. And then Gotham, Carmen Falcone became... So now he's kind of like within the major characters of Batman villains. And John Totoro, I felt, was just out of year one. Like, it was just right with that little thin mustache. The little curls. The little curls. His, he was kind of soft-spoken. He didn't seem so intimidating, but he was. I remember hating him in Transformers. I remember I just yeah. hated Like, who is this slimy little 
And then in this movie, I was like, okay. Yeah. Del Toro? Is that his name? No, Totoro. Sure. <laughs> he was one I of the it. sons in um, Do the Right Thing, right? That's right. Yeah. That's right. He, he was slimy in that, too. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, no, he was really good. I bought him as the crime boss. Yeah. It was well done. Really well done. I'm looking forward to seeing where they go with this and... In the in the Flashpoint movie that's coming out, um, which I'm not, I don't care for. Is it Ezra Miller? Is that his name as the Flash. Don't care for him at all. But they are going to have a number of Batman in it. So they're going to do the same thing they did with Spider Man, basically. Yes. Yes. Isn't that redundant, or is this the first time it's ever happening with Batman, and so we're for it? I think what's what's even more interesting or possibly more interesting about Batman is like Michael Keaton playing Batman in 89 before that it was only Christopher Reeves right so he's the first Batman on film this many years later playing a properly aged Bruce Wayne where you can have like a Batman Beyond universe which would be cool and then if you've got Ben Affleck Batman which is kind of like dark like to get all of the Batman. All right, let's not get too excited. <laughs> Are you... Let's not just throw in the Batmans from all the... No. <laughs> let's settle down. Imagine if Christian Bale is the Tobey Maguire of that group. Where they a third portal opens. <laughs> and you got this... this... <laughs> Alright. So that's what I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't do a voice, this guy. That was cool. Because he did talk different. But he didn't do that weird voice. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. It was good. Well God done. Damn it, it was good. So are you in for the next one? You look pretty right now, by the way. I like the whole get up. Oh, thank you. You came you came dressed for the event. <laughs> you had things to say. I knew from your get up that you were um I can correct. Yeah. This you, you took this serious. Talking about Batman. It's been a minute. <laughs> Are you excited to read Batman again? Did it make you like, I want to read some Batman stories again? Maybe you want to watch? It may, definitely. I'm, I'm obviously I'm watching some stuff. But, uh... You know what I like? I like I like seeing Batman interact with other people. And if... I, I remember reading the Batman Superman series for a minute. I like them inter... I like what... Clark... <laughs> See you, Clark. <laughs> well, hello, Bruce. <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah. They're calling each other by the first day while I'm wearing the capes. You know they're BBFs, right? <laughs> I like that shit. Yeah, I like it. I like, I like bro, bromance. I like the bromance. Yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. You like. You, I like buddy cop films. You love buddy cop films. You love Lethal Weapon. You love Bad Boys. Um, I'm thinking there's another one, Tango and Cash. You're like, I want to watch Tango and Cash. You love all of that stuff. Yeah. Brooklyn Nine Nine. But the the the, the, the Batman going back to the the Batman Superman. It's very light. It's very like lots of colors. We're in yeah. Metropolis a lot. The sun yeah, is yeah. up. You know. Yes. Whereas I don't know. I don't know. I think I want something light if I'm gonna do a Batman uh, dive in. Got you. Just to mix it up. 
Yeah, this one was very dark. For sure. I mean, they all are, especially after the Christopher Nolan era. But... Like, the brightest time was when he was, like, with the cops. That was the only time you could actually see something. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. It, and I think that affects a little bit of its um, rewatchability. Mm-hmm. As as good as it is and as much as I want to rewatch it, I also feel that it's a mood. It's a definitely a mood movie. Gotta ask you. Um, just because I haven't asked you anything. What did you think of Commissioner Gordon? I liked him. I liked him a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I'm always very curious about when they recast classic characters and race swap them mm-hmm. if you will is that a th- was that a thing yeah <laughs> race swap yeah wow. okay um this one worked and their chemistry again all the chemistry between the characters yeah. and the performers was just right i really i like jeffrey i think mm. jeffrey wright is his name <coughs> i like him a lot as an actor i liked him as felix mm-hmm. in james mm-hmm. bond even though it was like little short scenes with him in it I liked him. He was a lot. the cat in Hunger Games, right? Yeah. He was the smart electric dude. He was even um, uh, Peoples in Shaft with uh, Samuel L. Jackson and Christian Bale. Hmm. And he played like that Mexican drug lord in the neighborhood. But yeah, Jeffrey Wright's a good actor. I think I think I've read somewhere that he portrayed Martin Luther King in something, and I was like, that'd be interesting. Wearing a shirt. Yeah, you are. Yeah, I liked him a lot. And I don't know if the Batgirl movie is going to take place within this Matt Reeves Batman universe, but it would make sense if that's his daughter because they cast a Dominican actress. So Say that again? In the Bat uh, Batgirl movie that's supposedly coming out. Oh, there's a Batgirl movie coming out. Yeah, they cast a Dominican actress. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yes, you told me this. That's why I felt like... I knew but if he's Commissioner that... Gordon, yeah, that, that makes that sense. That makes sense. Works. Yeah, mm-hmm. works. Yep. So I'm excited to see where they go with this. I'm happy that Batman is back in, a, in his own solo title, uh, that they're, they're taking it serious and they're paying homage to the comics, but also telling a fresh story. Mm-hmm that it's it also pays homage to the films that came before it there's a lot of nolanisms because nolan got got it right nolan really did justice to the character and i i don't think you need to completely reinvent the wheel to to be separate yourself from nolan yeah that when it comes to batman i think his take on it was pretty good Mm mm-hmm Zack Snyder was still kind of pulling from Nolan, but because uh, remember he was a producer on the Man of Steel movie, so that's why everyone was kind of excited that Christopher Nolan was associated with Man of Steel, overseeing it. But that, that movie was trash too. I liked In it. In my opinion, I liked it, but it doesn't it doesn't hold up with where they went with everything. So we'll see what this movie does. Man of Steel is where he was sad and gray. It's where he fights Zod. So, he was sad yeah. and gray? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, thanks. Moving on. Next. <laughs> this was fun. Thank you, Daph J. Um, 8.75 and a 9. Pretty high. Mm-hmm. It could change in the future. Uh, yeah. Who do you think is next in the villains? you think it's, they're going Joker? I... I almost hope they 
don't. Only because that's happened before. Like, Joker is always... I mean, minus Burton's version. He's always, like, the second first option that's perfect. Yeah. And as much as I love the endings of, all, like, the yeah. way they end with Joker and that maniacal anything about him. Yeah. Uh, I feel like... I, I'm glad he's introduced maybe in this universe, but if they went somewhere else, like if they can do this with the Riddler and all these other characters, I want I want other I want other characters to be explored. I'd be okay with that. Who would, who hasn't been the Joker's been done to death? That's what in I mean. Everything, right? He has to be. He'll he'll be there sometime. He has to at least be a footnote. Like I gotta know he's around. He should be at like, the he's end. He's a shit disturber. Like, yeah, he's got. He's got to be at the end. Like whatever's happening with Gotham, if if everything leads to him, fine. Yeah. But I'm wondering, like, who hasn't been properly? A, uh, it'd be hard, but I would love to see that Mister Freeze story. I think some characters of Batman would be hard to do without, again, it being becoming a, a joke. Yeah. That's why I think maybe like a Court of Owls type approach. That's like, true. again, almost like how Guardians of the Galaxy took these, like, they're obscure characters, no? Is that yeah. what they get? Yeah. And they made something of it? Yeah. Yeah, you have so many things to extract from. Tell me a story that can actually be told in real life with these other surrounding characters that fans would know of and those that don't can still appreciate the the art factor of it you know what i mean yeah yeah hmm. yeah i'm thinking about it now but if you're thinking of a specific villain i just hope that they with the the characters that they've included like keep oswald cobblepot yeah, he should just be a, a mafia guy. He's just there He's just, all the time. Yeah. Uh, Selena should always show up. Like she's always a possibility to be there. Yeah, and then when she, if she dips, she dips. Like. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Twiddle D and Twiddle Dumb being the doorman at the club. How did that happen? <laughs> I don't know, but I just is thought that it, confirmed? Because that's what I thought too. That's just but what I, I thought. Sure. I thought it was. Do perfect. we know? No. Can we check it out? We could check it out. Okay. We'll check it out. All right. But thank you. This was fun. And I'm happy that we, we were back to reviewing movies and that you saw a DC movie with your character that hit the spot. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Daph J. Thank you, everybody, for listening to The Cave of Solitude. I hope you enjoy uh, The Batman as much as we did. Um, can't wait for it to come out. Stay tuned for more episodes. Uh, yeah, stay safe.